mission of the Walt Disney Company is to entertain, inform and inspire people around the globe through the power of unparalleled storytelling, reflecting the iconic brands, creative minds and innovative technologies that make ours the world's premier entertainment company. Greater than table of content. Greater than who is Walt Disney? Greater than career. Greater than Walt Disney's Mickey Mouse and other characters. Greater than golden age of animation. Greater than theme park and television. Greater than illness, death and aftermath. Greater than honors. Greater than personality and reputation. Greater than things you may not know about him. Greater than references. All our dreams can come true, if we have the courage to pursue them. Full name, Walter Elias Disney. Date of birth, December 5, 1901. Died, December 15, 1966. Country, United State of American. Source of income, entrepreneur, animator, writer, voice actor and film producer. Who is Walt Disney? Walter Elias Disney was born in Chicago, Illinois on December 5, 1901 to Mr. Elias Disney who was an Irish-Canadian, and Mrs. Flora Call Disney, was of German-American descent. He is the fourth of five children which is four boys and a girl. He moved with his family to a farm in Marceline, Missouri where he became interested in drawing, selling his first sketches to neighbors when he was only seven years old. Disney's father had difficulty making a living in Marceline and sold the farm in 1910. The following year, the family relocated to Kansas City. Disney's father purchased a newspaper route and for the next six years Walt helped with the deliveries, working before and after school and on weekends. In 1917, his father sold the paper route and moved the family back to Chicago, where he was employed at a jelly and fruit juice company. Walt dropped out of high school at 16. During the fall of 1918, Disney attempted to enlist for military service. Rejected because he was only 16 years of age, Walt joined the Red Cross, and was sent to France in late 1918, where he spent a year driving an ambulance and chauffeuring Red Cross officials before being discharged in 1919. His ambulance was covered from stem to stern, not with stock camouflage, but with drawings and cartoons. The way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. Career After the war Walt returned to Kansas City to pursue a career as a newspaper artist rather he began his career as an advertising cartoonist. His brother Roy got him a job at the Psman Rubin Art Studio, where he met cartoonist Up Eerty Works, better known as UBI Works. In 1920, from there Disney worked at the Kansas City Filmat Company, where he made commercials based on cutout animation. He created and marketed his first original animated cartoons, and later perfected a new method for combining live action and animation. Around this time, Disney began experimenting with a camera, doing hand-drawn cell animation. He decided to open his own animation business. From the ad company, he recruited Fred Harmon as his first employee. Disney and Harmon made a deal with a local Kansas City theater to screen their cartoons, which they called Laugh-O-Grams. The cartoons were hugely popular, and Disney was able to acquire his own studio, upon which he bestowed the same name. Laugh Graham hired a number of employees, including Iwerks and Harmon's brother Hugh. They did a series of seven-minute fairy tales that combined both live action and animation, which they called Alice in Cartoonland. By 1923 however, the studio had become burdened with debt, and Disney was forced to declare bankruptcy. Walt Disney Animation Studios Disney and his brother Roy moved to Hollywood with cartoonist UBI Works in 1923. 
Walter Elias Walt Disney co-founded Walt Disney Productions with his brother Roy, and there the three began the Disney Brothers Cartoon Studio. The company soon changed its name to Walt Disney Studios, at Roy's suggestion which became one of the best-known motion picture production companies in the world. The Walt Disney Studios' first deal was with New York distributor Margaret Winkler, to distribute their Alice cartoons. They also invented a character called Oswald the Lucky Rabbit and contracted the shorts at $1,500 each. In the late 1920s, the studios broke from their distributors and created cartoons featuring Mickey Mouse and his friends. When you're curious, you find lots of interesting things to do. Mickey Mouse and Other Characters Disney was an innovative animator and he introduced several developments in the production of cartoons character like Mickey Mouse. To replace Oswald, Disney and iWorks developed Mickey Mouse, possibly inspired by a pet mouse that Disney had adopted while working in his Laugh-O-Gram studio. Disney's original choice of name was Mortimer Mouse, but Lillian thought it too pompous, and suggested Mickey instead. Mickey Mouse first appeared in May 1928 as a single test screening of the short plane Crazy, but it, and the second feature, the Galapon Gaucho, failed to find a distributor. Disney used synchronized sound on the third short, Steamboat Willie, to create the first post-produced sound cartoon for the jazz singer. After the animation was complete, he signed a contract with the former executive of Universal Pictures, Pat Powers, to use the Power Cinephone recording system. Cinephone became the new distributor for Disney's early sound cartoons, which soon became popular. To improve the quality of the music, Disney hired the professional composer and arranger Carl Stalling, on whose suggestion the Silly Symphony series was developed, providing stories through the use of music. The first in the series, The Skeleton Dance, 1929, was drawn and animated entirely by iWorks. Also hired at this time were several local artists, some of whom stayed with the company as core animators. The group later became known as the Nine Old Men. Both the Mickey Mouse and Silly Symphony series were successful, but Disney and his brother felt they were not receiving their rightful share of profits from powers. In 1930, Disney tried to trim costs from the process by urging iWorks to abandon the practice of animating every separate cell in favor of the more efficient technique of drawing key poses and letting lower-paid assistants sketch the in-between poses. Disney asked Powers for an increase in payments for the cartoons. Powers refused and signed iWorks to work for him. Stalling resigned shortly afterwards, thinking that without iWorks, the Disney studio would close. With the loss of Powers as distributor, Disney Studios signed a contract with Columbia Pictures to distribute the Mickey Mouse cartoons, which became increasingly popular, including internationally. Disney, always keen to embrace new technology, filmed Flowers and Trees, 1932, in full-color three-strip Technicolor. He was also able to negotiate a deal giving him the sole right to use the three-strip process, until August 31, 1935. All subsequent Silly Symphony cartoons were in color. Flowers and Trees was popular with audiences and won the Academy Award for Best Short Subject, Cartoon, at the 1932 ceremony. Disney had been nominated for another film in that category, Mickey's Orphans, and received an honorary award for the creation of Mickey Mouse. In 1933, Disney produced The Three Little Pigs, a film described by the media historian Adrian Danks as the most successful short animation of all time. The film won Disney another Academy Award in the short subject, cartoon category. The film's success led to a further increase in the studio's staff, which numbered nearly 200 by the end of the year. 
Disney realized the importance of telling emotionally gripping stories that would interest the audience, he invested in a story department separate from the animators, with storyboard artists who would detail the plots of Disney's films. There is more treasure in books than in all the pirates loot on Treasure Island. Golden Age of Animation By 1934, Disney had become dissatisfied with producing formulaic cartoon shorts, and believed a feature-length cartoon would be more profitable. The studio began the four-year production of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, based on the fairy tale. When news leaked out about the project, many in the film industry predicted it would bankrupt the company, industry insiders nicknamed it Disney's Folly. The film, which was the first animated feature made in full color and sound, cost $1.5 million to produce three times over budget. To ensure the animation was as realistic as possible, Disney sent his animators on courses at the Schwinnard Art Institute. He brought animals into the studio and hired actors so that the animators could study realistic movement. To portray the changing perspective of the background as a camera moved through a scene, Disney's animators developed a multiplane camera which allowed drawings on pieces of glass to be set at various distances from the camera, creating an illusion of depth. Although Snow White had been largely finished by the time the multiplane camera had been completed, Disney ordered some scenes be redrawn to use the new effects. Snow White premiered in December 1937 to high praise from critics and audiences. The film became the most successful motion picture of 1938, and by May 1939 its total gross of $6.5 million made it the most successful sound film made to that date. Disney won another Honorary Academy Award, which consisted of one full-sized and seven miniature Oscar statuettes in December 1939. A new campus for Walt Disney Animation Studios was opened in Burbank. The success of Snow White heralded one of the most productive eras for the studio, the Walt Disney Family Museum calls the following years the golden age of animation. With work on Snow White finished, the studio began producing Pinocchio in early 1938 and Fantasia in November of the same year. Both films were released in 1940 and neither performed well at the box office partly because revenues from Europe had dropped following the start of World War II in 1939. The studio made a loss on both pictures and was deeply in debt by the end of February 1941. In response to the financial crisis, Disney and his brother Roy started the company's first public stock offering in 1940 and implemented heavy salary cuts. The latter measure, and Disney's sometimes high-handed and insensitive manner of dealing with staff, led to a 1941 animator's strike which lasted five weeks, when Disney animators went on strike. Many of them resigned. It would be years before the company fully recovered. Disney accepted an offer from the Office of the Coordinator of Inter-American Affairs to make a goodwill trip to South America, ensuring he was absent during a resolution he knew would be unfavorable to the studio. As a result of the strike and the financial state of the company several animators left the studio, and Disney's relationship with other members of staff was permanently strained as a result. The strike temporarily interrupted the studio's next production, Dumbo, 1941, which Disney produced in a simple and inexpensive manner. The film received a positive reaction from audiences and critics alike. Shortly after the release of Dumbo in October 1941, the U.S. entered World War II. Disney formed the Walt Disney Training Films Unit within the company to produce instruction films for the military such as four methods of flush riveting and aircraft production methods. The military films generated only enough revenue to cover costs, and the feature film Bambi which had been in production since 1937 underperformed on its release in April 1942. Roy Disney, for financial reasons, 
suggested more combined animation and live-action productions. In 1948, Disney initiated a series of popular live-action nature films, titled True Life Adventures, with Seal Island the first. The film won the Academy Award in the Best Short Subject, Too Real, category. Disneyland will never be completed. IT will continue to grow as long as there is imagination left in the world. Theme Parks and Television In early 1950, Disney produced Cinderella, his studio's first animated feature in eight years. It was popular with critics and theater audiences. Costing $2.2 million to produce, it earned nearly $8 million in its first year. Disney was less involved than he had been with previous pictures because of his involvement in his first entirely live-action feature, Treasure Island, 1950, which was shot in Britain, as was the story of Robin Hood and his Merry Men, 1952. Other live-action features followed, many of which had patriotic themes. He continued to produce full-length animated features too, including Alice in Wonderland, 1951, and Peter Pan, 1953. From the early to mid-1950s, Disney began to devote less attention to the animation department, entrusting most of its operations to his key animators, the Nine Old Men, although he was always present at story meetings. Instead, he started concentrating on other ventures. For several years Disney had been considering building a theme park. In March 1952 he received zoning permission to build a theme park in Burbank, near the Disney Studios. This site proved too small and a larger plot in Anaheim, 35 miles, 56 kilometers, south of the studio, was purchased. To distance the project from the studio which might attract the criticism of shareholders Disney formed Wet Enterprises, now Walt Disney Imagineering, and used his own money to fund a group of designers and animators to work on the plans, those involved became known as Imagineers. After obtaining bank funding he invited other stockholders, American Broadcasting Paramount Theaters part of American Broadcasting Company, ABC and Western Printing and Lithographing Company. In mid-1954, Disney sent his Imagineers to every amusement park in the U.S. to analyze what worked and what pitfalls or problems there were in the various locations and incorporated their findings into his design. Construction work started in July 1954, and Disneyland opened in July 1955. The opening ceremony was broadcast on ABC, which reached 70 million viewers. The park was designed as a series of themed lands, linked by the Central Main Street, USA a replica of the Main Street in his hometown of Marceline. The connected themed areas were Adventureland, Frontierland, Fantasyland, and Tomorrowland. The park also contained the narrow-gauge Disneyland Railroad that linked the lands, around the outside of the park was a high berm to separate the park from the outside world. The money from ABC was contingent on Disney television programs. The studio had been involved in a successful television special on Christmas Day 1950 about the making of Alice in Wonderland. Roy believed the program added millions to the box office takings. In a March 1951 letter to shareholders, he wrote that television can be a most powerful selling aid for us, as well as a source of revenue. It will probably be on this premise that we enter television when we do in 1954, after the Disneyland funding had been agreed, ABC broadcast Walt Disney's Disneyland, an anthology consisting of animated cartoons, live-action features and other material from the studio's library. A man should never neglect his family for business. Illness, Death and Aftermath Disney had been a heavy smoker since World War I. He did not use cigarettes with filters and had smoked a pipe as a young man. In November 1966, 
He was diagnosed with lung cancer and was treated with cobalt therapy. On November 30th he felt unwell and was taken to St. Joseph Hospital where, on December 15th, 10 days after his 65th birthday, he died of circulatory collapse caused by the cancer. His remains were cremated two days later and his ashes interred at the Forest Lawn Memorial Park in Glendale, California. The release of The Jungle Book and The Happiest Millionaire in 1967 raised the total number of feature films that Disney had been involved in to 81. When Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day was released in 1968, it earned Disney an Academy Award in the short subject, cartoon, category, awarded posthumously. After Disney's death, his studios continued to produce live-action films prolifically but largely abandoned animation until the late 1980s, after which there was what the New York Times describes as the Disney Renaissance that began with The Little Mermaid, 1989. Disney's companies continue to produce successful film, television and stage entertainment. You're dead if you AIM only for kids. Adults are only kids grown up, anyway. Honors Disney received 59 Academy Award nominations, including 22 awards, both totals are records. He also received four Emmy Award nominations, winning once, for Best Producer for the Disneyland Television Series, and he was also awarded honorary degrees from Harvard, Yale, the University of Southern California and the University of California, Los Angeles, and other awards. When you believe in a thing, believe in IT all the way, implicitly and unquestionable. Personality and Reputation Disney's public persona was very different from his actual personality. Playwright Robert E. Sherwood described him as almost painfully shy, diffident and self-deprecating. According to his biographer Richard Schickel, Disney hid his shy and insecure personality behind his public identity. Kimball argues that Disney played the role of a bashful tycoon who was embarrassed in public and knew that he was doing so. Disney acknowledged the facade and told a friend that I'm not Walt Disney. I do a lot of things Walt Disney would not do. Walt Disney does not smoke. I smoke. Walt Disney does not drink. I drink. Disney has been accused of anti-Semitism, although none of his employees, including the animator Art Babbitt, who disliked Disney intensely, ever accused him of making anti-Semitic slurs or taunts. The Walt Disney Family Museum acknowledges that ethnic stereotypes common to films of the 1930s were included in some early cartoons. Disney donated regularly to Jewish charities, he was named 1955 Man of the Year by the B'nai B'rith chapter in Beverly Hills, and his studio employed a number of Jews, some of whom were in influential positions. Gobbler, the first writer to gain unrestricted access to the Disney archives, concludes that the available evidence does not support accusations of anti-Semitism and that Disney was not anti-Semitic, in the conventional sense that we think of someone as being an anti-Semite. Gobbler concludes that though Walt himself, in my estimation, was not anti-Semitic, Nevertheless, he willingly allied himself with people who were anti-Semitic, meaning some members of the Mpapai, and that reputation stuck. He was never really able to expunge it throughout his life. Disney has also been accused of other forms of racism because some of his productions released between the 1930s and 1950s contain racially insensitive material. Gobbler argues that Walt Disney was no racist. He never, either publicly or privately, made disparaging remarks about blacks or asserted white superiority. Like most white Americans of his generation, however, he was racially insensitive. Several commentators have described Disney as a cultural icon. On Disney's death, 
journalism professor Ralph S. Izzard comments that the values in Disney's films are those considered valuable in American Christian society, which include individualism, decency, love for our fellow man, fair play and toleration. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Things you don't know about Walt Disney. Disney came from humble beginnings. He was the voice of Mickey Mouse. Disney produced propaganda films for the U.S. government during World War II. He was a train buff. The initial plans for Disneyland were small-scale. He won more Academy Awards than anyone else. Disney wasn't cryogenically frozen. I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the water to create many ripples. References HTTP colon slash slash www.wikipedia.org HTTP colon slash slash www.biography.com HTTP colon slash slash www.history.com HTTP colon slash slash www.d23.com Thank you.